Hey, this is Taylor. This is Jake. And this is Dan. And this is Unicorn Finders, where we are on the search to eliminate the elusive unicorn factor in everyday people, businesses, and relationships. Hope you enjoy. All righty. What's going on, everybody? Good morning. Happy Thursday. We're back. Dan, Ada, it's great to see you boys this morning. Thank you for having uh, me. Absolutely. So for those of you... It's great to be uh, seen. Yes, it is great. And then and then happy pre-birthday to my boy, Dan. Uh, Dan is turning 21 tomorrow. So, yep, big uh, day. We're, we're, yeah, big, big day. His first, first taste of alcohol is going to be tomorrow. So, um, <laughs> but uh, uh, for those of you tuning in and do not know what Unicorn Finders is, uh, it's a podcast to basically talk about companies who do really cool shit that you probably haven't heard of, um, just to be totally honest. And so uh, we are really, really excited uh, to have somebody on the show today um, across the uh, across the water, as they say, I think. Um, and across uh, the pond, huh? a, yeah, across, across the, the pond. pond. That's it. Not across. The yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard it's okay. <laughs> um, but Ada, thanks for joining us, man. We appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me. All right, so let's let's dive in, man. What is Spot.ai? Um, and then uh, and then we'll start peppering you with questions to sound knowledgeable. Right. So if you open up our homepage, it will be, it will say something like to create safer, smarter workplaces, organizations. And how we do that is we create a, an easy to use camera system. So we don't actually, you know, build cameras, but we integrate with the network cameras that you have on site. So we're definitely a, a B2B tool, right? Okay. Um, we do provide hardware on site, um, some boxes that you will install, connect to your network. You know, ingest all the feeds from all the cameras, and then we like we like crunch the data, we index it and make it accessible easily remotely, so you can look at the cameras from home. Yeah, that's it. In so, so is this so is this a so it's not a security system? So yeah, this this might be a bit confusing, but this is of course where the industry comes from originally: security cameras. You know, okay, it's a big right. like Big Brother, nineteen eighty four. Uh, that's that's what everyone thinks. Is what I thought when I first started. Correct. But um, but you know, in the end, they're just cameras, and they're just looking at stuff. In our case, very often workplaces, factories, whatnot, and yeah. all that data, visual data. There's a lot of information in there, but it's as a human to parse all of that is way too much, right? It's gigabytes, yeah. terabytes, petabytes of data, mm -hmm. um, and it's valuable way beyond security. Security is just kind of the, the entrance point that a lot of businesses take. That's just the first thing that comes to mind for, for when they think about security cameras, right? But if you just think about, you can just observe your operations from wherever you are. If you're a CEO and you're at home or you're on the beach in the Bahamas, you can look at your business and look at what's going on. Yeah. Uh, so, so is this tool mainly for? Um, mainly for businesses is that kind of is that y'all's pitch yeah it's like this is more on the business side it's currently only for businesses so there are okay. definitely other companies like wise for instance that uh, mm -hmm. brings out customer grade cameras and we are m m mainly focused on the software around it we do provide cameras if you want them from us because that's um, my next question yeah we do provide <laughs> them but our, our like we see cameras as a commodity Right now, you can get a $50 camera on Amazon. That's great. It's, it's HD, you know, uh, and, it, and it works perfectly. It's outdoor rated, cold, hot mm. temperatures, whatever. Uh, we don't want to, you know, uh, compete in that space. Um, what we want to compete on is how do you actually use those cameras? So we build a software layer that makes it easy 
to access the, the video footage, search through it, analyze it. Interesting. So I've got some questions about that as a whole. Um, obviously, their cameras have been around. Security cameras have been around for a long time. It seems like we're, you know, especially with the, you know, ring being brought in, obviously, you guys being brought in from a business perspective, there's a lot of new camera technology that, that's been pushed into the marketplace. What what exactly did you guys see from a, because it's my understanding that you were the first developer that got hired over there. So first off, congratulations. But um, on top of that, what was kind of the, the, the pain point uh, that was felt in the industry before you guys uh, came in to, to try to solve it, that, that the business yes, was created a, for? The- pretty classic startup success story in a way that uh, our founder, you know, uh, Tanush, he was first at, at Meraki before it was acquired by Cisco. He was in the hardware division. Uh, they also made cameras, so I don't think that's a coincidence. But um, when Meraki got acquired, I think um, that was pretty good for Tanush personally. So he managed to get out, go to Stanford, study AI. And I think there he kind of connected the dots, Meraki cameras, AI. And he was motivated, you know, to build uh, an AI system on top of this this uh, camera footage. So he, that's what he did. He built like a prototype proof concept, and he could do I don't know, facial detection. With, it was just a Raspberry Pi, you know, super small compute device with with a camera module, and he could do 120 frames per second facial detection. Amazing, right? Okay. So he brought me in. He's like, let's make make this into a product. So I go build the cloud dashboard and whatnot. Um, and what happened then is, okay, Tanushi goes out to sell this thing to customers. And all the customers are like, yeah, that's, I don't know, pretty cool. But we got to tell you, there are some other problems we have. Namely, I cannot watch my cameras when I'm at home. And we were like, what? Okay, maybe, you know, they're a one-off customer that has a system from the 80s. But as we went on talking, this repeated itself over and over. We were trying to sell some fancy AI. And they're like, well, we have we have other problems. There was one. We, we can't even we can't even watch it. So exactly, no, literally, right. literally, they were like, uh, we had one one uh, real estate manager. Um, she was managing four four buildings in Houston, and she would get a call, uh, and she would have to go on site to watch the footage. So she she goes drives drives there, goes into this you know Harry Potter like room uh, below the staircase where there's there's literally like a, a screen and a mouse. And then to log in, you get an on-screen keyboard to put your password in with the mouse. You know, literally, this is literally. I mean, I mean, I mean, by that point, if there's any sort of issues, they would have already been done and gone. And like, mm. oh, this is this is always after the fact. It's like, oh, the cleaner didn't come, yeah. and then she has to check right. that, or there's a scratch on a car. Yeah. And so she she does that, goes through that pain, gets another call, has to drive an hour through town to the other place, and she would spend hours a day, right? So. We were like, what is this? Why is this not solved? This is, it was 2019. Uh, and we were just thinking, we want to build this AI stuff. This is basics. We don't want to deal with this. But turns out this is it, there wasn't a good solution for this with if you have older equipment on site. There are newer players mm-hmm. that would replace all your cameras. And each camera is a little compute device itself, interconnected, mm-hmm. you know, IoT. But it's expensive. So a lot of businesses just cannot afford that. So we saw that as an opportunity. We come in, we, we deploy a box on site um, that connects over the network to the cameras, ingests it, and then connects up to our cloud. And then through our cloud dashboard, you can access the footage. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. That's, uh, that's a got, crazy pivot. I've got a question. Sorry, I've got, a, I've got a question that's totally unrelated to your company necessarily, but about the industry as a whole. Um, 
how much longer are we going to live in a day and age where surveillance cameras uh, look like they're filmed in the 1930s to when we can get some more higher def resolution uh, video for surveillance, for example? Right. Like right. I think of like the shooting in Moscow. It's pretty it's bad. Like, here's, here's a 2013 car that looks like it was filmed in 1922. So I'll tell you, I'll tell you what's up here. So um, appreciate that. <laughs> sometimes it's just really an old camera, right? With really bad resolution. Mm-hmm. Okay. But the $50 Amazon camera that I told you about is, is actually HD. It records in higher quality than most of the YouTube videos are uploaded in, right? Um, it can record in higher frame rates than most of the YouTube videos. But there's always a trade-off here in bandwidth and storage. Mm. Right? So if you're going to be streaming super high definition, if, if you're going to sync up to the cloud, it's super expensive just for, for bandwidth reasons. But if you're writing down to a hard disk, you also want to keep that footage for quite a long time. Mm. So we our boxes come with terabytes of data. Uh, and we connect, like, say we connect 16 cameras, and, and that is good for like 30 days. If you want more than that, right, then either you put in more hard drives or you lower the quality. So there's a balance that people are usually gotcha. trying to find. Uh, currently, we are at like 5 meg- megapixel, which is pretty good. It's higher than mm-hmm. 1080p, right? So, and then they usually drop the frame rate. And this is kind of where, if you're starting to balance this, this is where you end up with a situation where you think, why does it look, look so shitty? If I record this with my phone, it looks better, right? Hey, sure. Yeah, and, and I, I feel like that's just a fast, I feel, yeah, I, I think that's an interesting issue, right? Because it's like, you want higher quality, but then it starts to get expensive. Yeah, so this, like, what what's y'all's price structure look like? And, and I mean, how do y'all make money? I mean, is it a monthly cost? Do you have like tiered for different type of, amount of data like what does that look like yeah we have two tiers uh, one is the basic tier with the core features being able to access your footage see search it share it collaborate on it and then there's the the uh, pro tier which includes ai features uh, the, the basic tier also has some ai features but the pro tier has more advanced like analytics features so okay. um, we've recently started building out our ai features more aggressively so what we do is we detect people and vehicles so you can imagine these bounding boxes, right, uh, around people and vehicles. And with yeah. that basic data, we can do very cool stuff. We can see, we can count people, vehicles over time. We can do these graphs over the day, how busy is your store. We can do Ooh. idle time for cars, which is very important for car washes. You know, they have this tunnel, right, and they don't want it to stop. This is, didn't think yeah. about that. <laughs> of course, I also didn't think about yeah. that. Turns yeah, out this is crazy. what they need. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then that's it's it's a monthly fee, but uh, multi-year contracts usually because the customers also don't want to swap out their system every few months, right? So what is I'm curious on the back end, what does the AI report look like? Does like a customer get like the and again, I know you guys started to be like an AI-based company, then you're like, well, let's just give access to people from their homes, and yeah. then let's worry about the AI. Do so like on the back end. So let's say Vaco they sign up to you spot.ai. So like Vaco goes out, buys the cameras, implements your software <clears throat> to kind of sit on top of the cameras, right? Because that's kind of how I'm visioning it in my head. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, so then it's like, is there features to where it's like Vaco, we want to see like how many people like go through our front door monthly. Um, we want to see like how packed the parking lot is. Like, does like Vaco get an email like at the end of the month, like with these numbers that are like preset on the front end? Like, how does that work? I think it's a bit better than that. We have live okay, dashboards. Cool. 
So we we index all the footage with with AI analysis all the time. So we have the raw data, these boxes with people and vehicle detections. We store all of that. And then you can create a, a dashboard because you don't want uh, reports for every cam, you know, the cam looking at the server room, you don't want yeah, a vehicle yeah. account report. So you pick your cameras that are important to you, you might pick the parking lot camera or the the cache desk camera, whatever is important to you. And I can, mm -hmm. there's a couple of reports that we um, uh, that, that we provide for you. So you could have a people counting, exactly. And then you see graphs over time. Um, yeah. And you can get a table of all the occurrences of people. If it's the vehicle idle, you would get all the occurrences where vehicles are idling longer than 30 seconds. This is important for yeah. our watch again. They can see, they can see all the incidents. Like, oh, this is the tunnel got stuck because of this machine, this and that, right? So it's it's dashboards. It's live. It's also um, retroactive. So you set up the dashboard, and we will immediately analyze all the data that goes back forever. How long footage you have? Okay. So 30 days usually. That's awesome. Yeah. What I, I, you don't have to list specific companies, and if you want to, it's fine. What what industries seem to be like really interested in y'all's product? Like, do y'all have kind of a consistent industry yet? Yeah, so I managed car. Uh, I mentioned car washes. Uh, this was so we had one uh, one customer, Ty Tyler from uh, uh, from Camel Car Wash. He is a, a super happy user. He's vocal about it in the car wash community too. So. Uh, he also has a podcast, right? And, and he was talking about us. So for whatever reason, we got pretty big in car washes. That's where it started. But we're yeah. definitely expanding now. Uh, we're in in, in warehousing. Uh, we're working our way through education now. So it's it's very broad because you know cameras are everywhere nowadays. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, I've got a completely different uh, question about business and, and about you in particular. Um, Spot.ai is, is winning all sorts of awards. Um, they're really taking the industry by storm. You were hired as the first developer. Um, you guys are, have obviously grown in scale and are going to continue to grow and scale quite rapidly. But what are some things that you did uh, at the beginning to surround yourself and, and build out the team that's now developing these, these great tools? Because conceptually, you can have a great idea that a lot of times doesn't execute, but you guys are actually executing on that. What are some things that you owe some of that success to or or what are some of the things that you guys looked for in team members as you were building them out? Ooh, yeah, that's a great question. I think we owe a lot to just the, the network of our three co-founders. They're all from the, the Stanford ecosystem, right? So we got, a, a bunch of, of yeah, we got a bunch of Stanford grads. And I, I can honestly say I, I have never worked with a better group of people than I have at, at Spot. Like the bar is really high. Um, unfortunately, that also meant we had to let some people go that that you know it didn't really work out. Um, but yeah, I, I think if you want to execute at this level, I mean, it's cliche, but you need the best of the best in terms of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And where you get them is also our co-founders. They they came from good companies, and of course they have connections there. So we had a couple people coming from high-performing companies coming over to us. You know. Yeah. I love that. Um, what uh, as we kind of wrap up here um, with our time with you, and again, thank you for hanging out with us, especially being uh, being over in Vienna. Um, what's what's been y'all's um, you know biggest uh, biggest success so far? And uh, what, what what are you most proud of? Um, I guess with the product over the last few years. Yeah. So what's cool from a product perspective is all the cool new AI features that we're building. But I think from a higher level. 
what are what's been a success for the customers is the the basic features that we're actually building out you know i see it as a pyramid if you think of uh, if you know maslow's pyramid of needs you know mm-hmm. where the, the base layers if you don't have food you're not thinking about anything else okay if you have food but you're living in a war zone you're not thinking about anything else except for getting safe and mm-hmm. that's what i found with spot as well we tried to build the top of the pyramid which is this cool ai stuff but if you yeah. can't access their footage no one's going to care about the ai so you got to build the access first then we build collaboration sharing features and only now we're getting to build out those ai features and i think that that's a big success that how we realize that that's what we got to do we got to build a good foundation first even if that means we've got to delay the ai stuff i love that i love that uh last last question um and then you can go about because because what time is it it's three or four o'clock in the afternoon over there right now Yes, almost five. Yeah, there you go. So um, uh, we'll, I'll, we'll go ahead and get you um, out of your way. I guess and this kind of, you kind of answered my question, but I still want to ask it is what's your biggest tip for founders and individuals starting out a business from day one, like, like, like you did? What's your biggest piece of advice for those folks? Yeah, so for startups, it's always, always, always listen to customer feedback because you mm. cannot, you cannot stay in your bubble. Uh, this is, I definitely learned this at Spot, like, I knew it intellectually, but the the way how relentless our founders go after customer feedback, that is how we heard, you know, this AI stuff, it's interesting, but, you know, this is what we really need. And if we yeah. wouldn't have had that feedback, we wouldn't have been able to make that pivot. And then we probably wouldn't be here, right? Yeah. So that is definitely my number one piece of advice. I love that, man. I love that. Well, you know, thank you again. For hanging out with us today thank you guys appreciate it's it been a blast um and uh we'll we'll, we'll be in touch we, we got some things in the works to help connect uh our past guests with each other um cool. so be on the lookout for that but thanks again man we appreciate it cool thank you bye All right, thank man. you congratulations bye. on your success thanks see ya hey man hey pal hey buddy um, uh yeah i, I mean i i think I, I think it goes to, to say a few things. One, I appreciate Kelly Vaughn. Kelly Vaughn's been on the program yes. uh, multiple yes. times now. Um, I, I think that this is an incredible tool and it's a fascinating tool. Um, and as, as somebody that uses car washes religiously, um, I, I can I can understand. Uh, I can understand the business. Uh, best of luck to them. But I mean, from a tool perspective, just as a whole, a fascinatingly cool product. Yeah, I, you know... It, so we've never, we've definitely never had somebody on the show with in this industry. This is the first no. for us. Um, no. I think, you know, I love interviewing folks like this because you learn about things and you wouldn't think about things that my mouth did not actually drop to the floor. But when he said car washes, I was like, what? But really, as he talked about it, it makes sense because no one's really there. Right. Right. And so you, you need to have like, like spot.a is almost like, I don't know. I would say like basically your human contact virtually, if that makes sense in a sense where like, it's literally analyzing everything and it's giving you that data real time from a dashboard when the business that you're running doesn't need that person there. So I think it's actually kind of brilliant from that perspective. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I mean, this is just, I'm thinking, right? Because that's what we do in sure. this segment of the show. We just yeah, think, we, yeah, and we I'm going to let my brain wander, to... and then people in the comments tell me you're an idiot and all this other stuff, and I appreciate them keeping me honest. You know, but I start to think of, like, beyond just car washes and stuff like that. I mean, 
I start to think of like drive-throughs, right? And, and yeah, yeah. what kind of reaction do we need to have to the number of cars that are, you know, in a drive-through we have, right? I mean, Chick-fil-A always has people out there, but what if you don't have, you know, what if, what if the way that the line flows, you can, you can better predict traffic flow. Now, obviously I know you can do that with tickets and things of that nature, but this can be a little bit more real time. Um, I start to think of traffic patterns. I start to think of intersections and I start to think of all of the different things that you can do with having the ability to, to monitor and track, you know, true life data as it's happening in camera and be able to, to pull out and make actionable decisions. Right. And so, whereas it is now is for, you know, the result of, you know, an incident, right. And to respond to an incident, I start to think, well, you know, as you start to garner large amounts of data, you can now start to attribute to, you know, does this intersection, you know, describe an intersection and there's, 2000 of them around the U S right. And you say, Hey, this intersection causes the most types of accidents based on all of this data that we've collected over 10 years. Right. I mean, we're speaking super far into the future. Sure. All of a sudden you can really start making like true life, real life, better, um, you know, decisions and and optimization for society. So I think that there's so many cool uh, aspects of it. You know who I think would be really, really a, a great client for Spot.ai if they could land it is Chick Fil A. Yeah, I mean Chick Fil A just, I mean they they because they, like they've, they've got their drive through figured out. But. I mean, I mean you could argue that they don't need Spot.ai, but I think with the amount of traffic going through those stores, I think you could use. I think the data for that could be fascinating. Yeah, I mean, I start to think of, you know, what what do you do? You know, let's just say not Chick-fil-A. Football stadiums. Always well, football stadiums. Right. I was just going to say concert and event spaces, right? You're, you're talking about traffic egress and everything else. Uh, I think that there's so many different things that you can learn beyond just, you know, what is this incident, right? What is a traffic pattern? Um, not even just cars, right? People, where, you know, where do we see the most number of people coming into an area area uh, where it gets funneled, you know, into where there's there's issues that, that clog that funnel. Right. Or or how can we, um, you know, maybe if we have, uh, you know, we want everybody to come through our main entrance, but maybe if there's too many people, we start to open up some side entrances. And, yeah. and once yeah. we get triggered by cameras to say, hey, there's this number of people in an area we're going to we're going to open, you know, that trigger, right? Or I start to think of uh, traffic patterns on a highway, right? That have like express lanes, right? You know, and you know how they sometimes have those express lanes that go, you know, north, south, and they'll flip depending on traffic, right? Yeah. Stuff like yep. that. I mean, I just think that there's so many different actionable things that you can have, you know, with with good camera data. And again, I could be completely off on what their business is trying to actually do, into which I apologize I to I Ado so. Kelly and the rest of the Stanford folks, but... I, I think that I think that we're thinking some some things here that can, you know, really yeah. help society. Yeah, a hundred percent. Well, Dan, as we wrap up here, I, I want to pivot a little bit. So, um, you and I haven't mm. caught up about uh, the job market and kind of yep. what's going on. Microsoft obviously laid off more. I know me, you, and Jake have a group text, and we've yep. been sharing articles, and basically that we've been calling it. I mean, for, for for those for those people who are still concerned <laughs> about twenty twenty three, I mean, what are your what are your thoughts? Um, regarding the job market in 2023? Listen, I think that there there is going to be some tightening. I don't know what that means. I do think that there is a an over uh, overgrowth, you know, and, and I hate to say that because it sounds like I'm like taking this at the expense of people, right? Because I don't. Like I am proud that a lot of people got raises over the last few sure, years, sure. elevated themselves, put themselves in a position to learn. 
um, a couple things here. One, and again, I'm speaking about nameless, faceless people that I know have names and faces and families and lives. And so I don't want to sound in, you know insensitive here. Amazon laid off 18,000 people. Amazon also has 1.4 million employees, right? Yeah, right? Microsoft has hundreds of thousands of employees. And I know that there's layoffs, but I don't want to get so caught up in the sheer number of things um, because I think that that scares people. And I think it scares businesses as well. The, the biggest thing that I can tell you as an individual, whether you're looking for a job or whether you have a job right now and you might be a little bit concerned is continue to do the small important things whether it's showing up to work on time being a good member yeah. of your team being a good steward you know doing those reliable communicative things right um same thing happens when you're looking for a job like go, do apply for jobs do reach out to recruiters do try to network do those small things create consistency and patterns follow up do the things that you want to set out to do um we are still right now having fewer layoffs than we were before COVID um, by a pretty large margin. You're going to see some layoffs. You're going to see some changes in the economy. Especially with big tech. But I, right. But I assure you that like big tech is not real life, right? Mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of opportunities that are out there. And I don't want you to think of it as like a lost opportunity. If like you had an amazing job and big tech had a layoff and maybe you have to take a little bit of a pay cut. Like you also have to right. look at it of like, where, where were you a few years ago too? And sometimes these things happen and, you know, there is going to be a bounce back and there's going to be a bounce up. So, um, you know, we're, we're praying for you, here for you, but um, big tech and a lot of these news things aren't real life either. hundred percent. I agree. I agree. Cool. All right, man. Well, see you in the Bahamas tomorrow. So for those of see you, ya. It's, a, it's my birthday. Yeah. So, yeah, we're we're, so we're not going to the Bahamas just for Dan's birthday, even though I will. Well, I, I don't know. Friend. I brought a thousand people together just for. My yeah, birthday. a thousand people. Yes, but it's also Vaco, our, our company's conference for um, the sales rewards leaders, and we're both going with Jake. Jake's already head down. That's why he couldn't make it today. But um, Dan, happy early birthday, man! I'm looking forward to celebrating with you tomorrow. Absolutely. Thank you guys so much for uh, for today, and uh, thanks to Ado. Not thank you guys, just thank you. Thank Ado. Uh, Kelly Vaughn and everybody else. I'm looking forward to doing this. Uh, what next week? Yep, next week. All right. Thanks, everybody. See watch. Thank y'all so much for tuning in to this episode of the Unicorn Finders. If you found any of that interesting or helpful at all, please share it with your friends. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, or want to be a part of our podcast, be sure to email us at info at theunicornfinders.com. And while you're at it, make sure you rate, review, and subscribe us five stars and share it with a friend or two. We'll see you next week.